Oh my god, what's up, party people? Welcome to Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter, or you can find me at Romancing Nancy on Twitter if you are so inclined. And we have reached part four of the epic series. <laughs> this is for someone else's arms, which started, God, forever ago. This motherfucker is 12 chapters long and we have finally reached chapter 10 which is the chapter where all the shit hits the fan so um just so that everyone's aware if you have any sort of issues with sexual assault and trauma related to that you may want to skip this one I mean we're gonna get some resolution here but you're not gonna we can't undo the past so just saying we're gonna talk through some shit so previously on someone else's arms um in the first podcast chapter of this um Nancy and Ned recommit themselves to their relationship but Frank still thinks that he has a shot with Nancy and one night at a party when she is drunk off her ass he sexually assaults her she does not know that it happened until she wakes up and finds the evidence in part two, she goes to see Ned, and she tells him about what happened. Um, they talk through what steps should be taken, and Nancy ultimately opts to do none of them, really, other than take a lot of showers, um, and to tell Ned about what's going on. She does not follow police report. She doesn't have a physical inspection done. She attempts to take the morning after pill, but fails at doing so. In part three... Nancy and Ned finally actually have sex, and this is after Nancy has discovered that she is in fact pregnant with a child based on the night that she spent at that party. Um, so yeah, she and Ned are officially engaged now. They decided to do that before they knew that she was pregnant, because like literally a moment before, like they knew it was a possibility. So they have made plans, they have decided that they're going to get married, and then Ned is going to go back to Emerson for his senior year, and Nancy is going to try to take classes in the fall, because she's due in January, which again is like just wildly ambitious of her, but that's how she rolls, that's what she does, so there she is. They've told Ned's parents and Nancy's father that Nancy is pregnant with the just real heavy implication that Ned is the father, and everyone has accepted it, like pretty much immediately. So that's where we left off with the last episode is Carson has just been told he's not happy about this, but he's happy that, oh, well, he's just, it's, it's difficult. It's honestly difficult. Chapter 10 opens from Carson's perspective, actually. Um, this is the first time the story is really told from his perspective. Um, and he is getting ready to go to a wedding shower at the Royal Hotel, and there's a whole running joke about this, because, um, Jessica, who is, the, Jessica Thorne is the girl who proposed to Ned in Files 24, um, she was staying at the Royal Hotel, of course, because she was living it up, because she was a con artist, um, so Nancy and Ned have a history at that place, and so whenever Carson was like, oh, we're, you know, planning a wedding shower, and it's gonna be at the Royal Hotel, like, they exchange a glance with each other, and Carson's like, for fuck's sake, I hope that, that is not where the child was conceived. <laughs> Spoiler, it wasn't. The child was conceived in Florida. Um, but yeah. Carson knows that something's wrong. He can't figure out what. And he's he wishes that his wife was still alive so that he could, like, basically get her to figure out what's going on. 
because he and Nancy are very close, but he and Nancy also don't really talk about relationships that much. And whenever Nancy finally came to him and was like, Dad, I'm pregnant, she was, and she told him about that, he was like, okay, so this, this explains it, that she was just kind of nervous about being pregnant, nervous about telling me about it, I guess. But still, because of everything that's happened, like, he's, he's anxious about it, and he doesn't understand because, like, seriously, Nancy seems to be completely, fully in love with Ned. Like, he doesn't seem to have any doubt about that whatsoever. But Carson's nervous that maybe, maybe Nancy feels pressured to marry Ned because she's pregnant. And so he resolves that he's going to have a discussion with her because this, you know, the wedding is still a few months away. So he's like, I'll just, we can just get in the car together and we can have an honest conversation about this. And I'll tell her that, you know, if... She shouldn't feel pressure to marry Ned. She shouldn't feel pressure to get married now. Um, you know, I she always has a home with me. I'm not going to kick her out. Everything's going to be fine. I, w- I will support her. Like, you know, but he can't, he can't quite put all the pieces together. And he's like, you know, I wish I hadn't been so busy because he's, he's got all the pieces. He just hasn't quite put them all together yet. So he just knows that there's something wrong. And he's worried that it's something in Nancy's relationship with Ned that's that feels off because of course that's like the biggest thing going on for her right now. So he's like, okay, I'll talk to her and I'll just make sure that this is what she actually wants. Because if it's not, if she has any doubt about it whatsoever, then I'll just, you know, we'll just cancel the wedding. Like that's it. So, so he feels good about this decision. Um, the wedding shower and Carson's like, it feels like an open secret now that Nancy's pregnant. Like he's pretty sure that everybody probably knows, like all their friends know, I mean, if they don't, they will soonish. Again, Nancy's pregnant with a baby, and she's only, like, first trimester, so it's not obvious at this point. Carson's like, I'm I'm sure it will be soon, like, but anyway, he's pretty sure that everybody knows that that's kind of the reason why. So, he goes to the hotel. He walks in, of course, at the front desk. They're like, oh, we're so pleased to see you, sir, um... You know, if there's anything that you need at all, we would be happy to help you out. And the, and Carson's like, you know, thank you for that. That's fine. He goes back to the convention ballroom where the thing's being held, and there's like a big banner up, and Nancy and Ned are there, and Nancy just looks incandescently happy. She's with Ned, Ned's parents are there. Um, Ned's friends from college are there, so Howie and Mike are there specifically. Uh, Bess and George are there. Like, Hannah's there because she did all the, the food for today's event, and Carson's going around the room and shaking hands with people and making sure that, you know, every, you know, he's going around and, because he's basically hosting this wedding shower, like, Nancy's wearing a little sash and everything, like, everything is super cute, she's even wearing her mother's jewelry, which, of course, for Carson is a really nice thing, and I'm gonna actually just start reading from it at this point, because this is the part that I feel like really needs to be read. Carson had met Ned's friends Mike and Howie in passing before, but he shook hands with them when Ned introduced them. He was just turning when the meeting room's door opened again and another guest walked in, which didn't make any sense. Carson had already known everyone who was supposed to be there. Then again, the two men who walked in were familiar to him. He turned to Nancy and he saw it immediately. 
All the color drained out of her face in one swift fall, and she actually swayed a little. Ned was gripping her arm, and he took a half step in front of her like he was protecting her. The door drifted closed behind Frank and Joe Hardy. Frank took a few steps into the room, and his gaze was locked on Nancy. It's my baby, isn't it? And it all crystallized as Carson heard those words, the quiet certainty in Frank's voice, the look on her face, that fragility and fear he had sensed in her, the panic he had heard in her voice when she had begged him not to let Frank into their home. He could sense movement beside him, but he didn't care. Carson closed the distance between himself and Frank in four long strides and decked him. Side note, I've stopped reading now. Initially, I wanted it to be Ned who did this. I wanted him to be the one who walked into that room and whenever Frank came in, and I wanted him to be the one that just knocked Frank on his fucking ass as soon as he walked in. But I also, like, when I was writing this scene, I was like, it kind of needs to be Carson. Like, this is the way that he can stand up for Nancy and kind of show that he is doing the right thing for her. Like, everything falls into place, and he's like, this is the person that I need to be protecting her from. It's not Ned, which, again, like, Carson's like, I usually have good judgment on people, and for him to be so off about Ned just felt weird. So, suddenly everything falls into place. So, the next thing that happens is everybody at the entire shower sees what, I mean, it's, it's not a big group. Everybody there hears what happened and sees what happened. And then, of course, is right behind Carson and, like, comes up immediately right behind him. And Frank, of course, is on the floor looking up at them and is like, what the hell? And Carson's like, it, it was you. You did this. And Frank, of course, is like, you know, I, I can't believe this. And Carson and Ned between them are like, if you don't get the fuck out of here, I'm going to call the police. And Frank's like, you just assaulted me. Are you sure that you want to call the police in on this? And Ned's like, nobody here saw anything. And if you want to start some shit, I will start some shit. Like, Nancy is, Nancy goes weak in the knees when this happens. Um, the, the POV has shifted back to Nancy at this point. Um, Nancy basically almost collapses at this point because Ned and Carson are, like, approaching Frank to basically beat the shit out of him. Bess and George are right next to her, and so they hold her up. And she's like, everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's, it's all of her worst fears. Like, it's like the other shoe was dropped. And it has. I mean, this is the thing. This is the culmination that this has been waiting for this entire time. Like, it had, it had to be this. It had to be this. So, so Frank's on the floor and he's like, he says, Nancy, like, I, I need to talk to you. Um, I, You know, he's been keeping us apart. And Nancy's like, what are you talking about? And Frank's like, I know that Ned's been, you know, making sure that you couldn't talk to me. So I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you right now. And Ned's like, you are not going to talk to her. You are not going to talk to her ever again. You get the fuck out of here. And Frank's like, I'm not leaving until I talk to her. And Joe's right behind him. And like, Joe kind of has this look on his face like he'd rather be anywhere else but there. Um, Yeah. So Nancy, of course, is like, I need to get this over with. And so she looks at Ned and she's like, I'll go talk to him. And Ned's like, like hell you will. Like you you are not gonna do this. This is bad for you. I can you're upset. You don't need to do this. You don't need to be with like because Frank's like, I don't wanna talk to you if, if Ned's gonna be in the room. Like 
we need to go somewhere where we can be alone. And that's like, you are not going to be alone with her ever again. Like, oh my God, you are not going to be. But Frank is like, no, we're going to, we're going to go to a different room. And Nancy's like, Nancy would like literally rather die than go anywhere alone with him. And so Bess and George are like, we'll go with her. Like if, if this has to happen, then we'll go with her because George can wipe the fucking floor with Frank Hardy, like on a bad day, like she could be hungover and she could kick his ass. So it's fine. So Nancy's like, okay, I'll, I'll go talk to him. And so Ned stops her and he's like, you don't have to do this. And Nancy's like, I think I do, but I think that this is going to be it. And Ned's like, I will be right outside the door. Like, he really desperately doesn't want her to do this. Carson doesn't want her to do it either. Like, neither one of them. Carson's basically like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> like, seriously. So, Nancy lets Bess and George, like, they go to, like, one of those small rooms that are right off where the conference room would be. And Frank goes in with them. And Joe and Carson and Ned are directly outside the door. And Ned's like, you are not going to take her anywhere. You are not going to leave this hotel. You're not going to leave this room with her. Like, period. Get it out of your head. Because he is terrified of what this motherfucker might do. So, as soon as the door closes, and I'm going to pause here. I've kind of mentioned this before, but, and I I don't ever tell this story from Frank's perspective, but from Frank's perspective, he is the protagonist of this story. He feels like he and Nancy are supposed to be together. And every, everything that he can possibly twist into that purpose, he does. So, I mean, it's, I've seen movies and I think they're really effective, the ones where the first half of it is told from one character's perspective, and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe that character is treating them so terribly, and then the other half shifts, and you're like, oh, oh, the person I thought was the good guy is actually the stalker. Like, yeah, that's that's where we're at, where Frank is like, everything is, is working against him, and the only way that he can prove that he is, like, worthy of Nancy is to overcome all these obstacles. Like, that's it. So, you know, the roses, him attempting to contact her, him trying to call her, he's decided that the only reason that Nancy hasn't replied to it is because Ned has gotten in the way of it. And so that's what he tells her when he goes into that room. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Ned has been intercepting, like, my calls, the messages I've sent you, everything. I'm sure that he's been behind that. So I just, I needed to see you so that you would know that I'm here. And Nancy's like, what are you talking about? And Frank's like, I've been waiting for you to contact me. And Nancy's like, that was never going to happen. And also at this point, like, she's, there's a significant amount of distance between her and Frank. And Frank actually takes a step toward her. And George is like, I will kick your ass if you come any closer to her. Because they can see that she is clearly upset. Like, that this is not easy for her. To the point that she can't actually even look Frank in the face. She can't bring herself to look him in the face. Like, the thought of looking him in the face makes her just physically ill. So, so she's like, no. No, I, I have not contacted you because I did not want to contact you. And Frank's like, I'm sure that Ned's been poisoning you against me. Like, because, you know, he's had it in for us. But I knew, I knew that night that, you know, you and I were meant to be together. And Nancy's like, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean? That that doesn't make any sense. 
And Frank's like, well, I mean, I know I shouldn't have done it, but I was, when I came into the lobby that night at, at the hotel, I overheard you on the phone and I knew that you were talking about me, that you, you had decided that you finally wanted to take that step with me. And Nancy was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I, I never would have had that. What do you mean? And Bess looks over and she's like, oh my God, the, you and I were talking that night when you were at, in Florida, right? Yeah. You and I were talking and you were talking about the spring break trip that you wanted to take and you were talking about Ned and Nancy's like, yeah, we were talking. I was talking to Bess about maybe taking that step with Ned, not you. Oh my God. It was never like your name didn't even come up during that conversation. And Frank's like, well, I was sure that that's what you meant. And it, you know, that night, the things that we said to each other, like you did. And Nancy was like, no, I kept telling you that I didn't want to be with you. Like, I very clearly remember that. And Frank's like, well, you know, when we were together that night, it was, it was just so amazing. And I knew that you felt something for me. And Nancy was like, I was drunk. I 100% did not intend to go to bed with you. She was like, no, no, I, that is not at all how this happened. She was like, you, you took advantage of me that night. There were bruises on me because you had to hold me down to do this. You raped me. And Frank's like, that's not how it happened. And Nancy's like, that is the only way it happened. But he can't form any defense against what she's saying because he's like, well, you were a little out of it. And she's like, because I was drunk. Like, I wasn't even conscious of what was happening. There was no way. And so Frank says, you know, I really shouldn't have. And Nancy thinks back and she's like, oh my God, like all of this is based on this stupid fucking misunderstanding and him pinning everything to that. Like him overhearing that conversation that night and deciding it was about him. And so basically when she's able to listen to what Frank's saying again, he's saying that basically because he was so concerned about, you know, Ned preventing Nancy from contacting Frank that Frank did everything he could to find out everything about what was going on with Nancy. And so he found out about the event that day. He found out about the fact that Nancy was pregnant and he did the timing in his head and he knew that it had to be him. And Nancy's like, no, like none of this is okay. She said, I, I'm not in love with you. I'm with Ned. Ned is the father of my baby. And Frank's like, what if I demand a paternity test and Nancy like immediately all of her blood goes cold and she has to work really hard to not just punch something and she's like why would you do that why would you demand a paternity test you know that you are better off with somebody like Callie just like I'm better off with Ned Ned is the one who stepped up and said that he was going to be with me even knowing what happened. Ned is the one who said that he was going to be the father of this child. And Frank's like, but the fact that you and I, when we were together, like you got pregnant as a result of that, like the fact that you're having a baby, like how is that not proof to you that the two of us should be together? And Nancy's like, what the fuck? No, no. And Frank's like, well, you're choosing to have my child. And Nancy's like, I am not choosing to have your child. I'm choosing not to do anything to terminate this pregnancy, but I'm also choosing to be with Ned, who has said he will be the father of this child, not you. 
absolutely never you. You are not a part of this. You are not a part of this. Like, no, no, you're not part of this at all. And Frank's like, I just, I don't understand. Like this, this is not basically how he had pictured this going. He's like, but I love you. Like you're having my shot. I love you. Like we need to be together. And Nancy's like, if you care about me, you need to walk away from this. You need to walk away from me. And Frank's like, I don't know how. Which, during the beginning of this chapter, Carson is like, Carson's feeling not angry, but he's feeling kind of hurt that Nancy didn't talk things through with him. That she didn't say like, oh, I'm really concerned about the, you know, that Ned and I might be going too fast. I'm concerned that I might be pregnant. I'm concerned that, you know, we might be getting married far sooner than I wanted to. She's like, that's, that's what he's imagining, like was going through her head. And he's like, I don't know why she didn't talk to me. And then he's like, well, all of that was her decision. Like the thing that he's, that he was most taken aback by is he was like, I thought that if they would were going to have sex, that they would choose to use precautions, basically, that, that that was the thing, like, it wasn't ever like, oh, I'm sure they wouldn't have sex, it was more like, I'm sure that they will have the safest sex they possibly can, which Ned has basically said, he's like, if, you know, under other circumstances, yeah, we would totally be wrapping that thing up, but, like, that's the thing, and then he's like, but it was her decision, so... I guess my input is not as needed as it would have been otherwise. And it's kind of the same thing here where Frank's like, oh, you need my input. And Nancy's like, I have never needed anything less. I don't need anything from you. The only thing I need from you is to stay the fuck away from me. So I do kind of want to talk about that for a hot minute. Um, Frank is, like, honestly the definition of toxic masculinity in this damn story. The beginning of the story, it's like, oh, we were going to be together. It's going to be fantastic. Like, we're we're meant for each other. We're soulmates and all this garbage that he's, like, talked himself into believing. And then at this point, when he's thinking, oh, she's having my child. Like, this is perfect. The thing is that the only truthful answer that Nancy can give him is yes to whatever he's saying. And if she tells him that she's not interested, then clearly it's she's lying or somebody has persuaded her to do this or this is not her speaking of her in free will or whatever garbage he wants to make up in his own head. So when he's like, oh, well, Ned's been poisoning you against me. Like, Ned is the reason that you haven't been able to contact me. You haven't talked to me. You haven't wanted to come spend time with me, even though I know that clearly you're in love with me. Um, Yeah, it's this... Like, I I am entitled to you because I love you. So, therefore, of course you have to say yes. Of course you have to. Why would you not say yes? We had sex. And Nancy's like, we did not have sex. We did not have sex. That is 100% not what happened. So, on the outside of this room where Joe is standing with Ned and Carson, like, we switch POVs at this point, and... Carson, of course, is just sitting there like, this is the worst fucking thing that's ever happened. Ned is standing there like ready to charge in there if anybody, if he hears anything out of place whatsoever. And Joe's like, 
Yeah, so he's um he's he's been acting super weird lately. So yeah. And Ned's like, I'm sure he has been acting pretty weird. And Joe's saying, Yes, he thought he was gonna come here and make this like grand romantic gesture and it was just gonna be you know, he was going to steal Nancy away and Ned's like, From me. And Joe's like, Yeah. And Ned says, she doesn't need to be stolen from anybody. Like, this is not that kind of situation. Because, again, like, that's that's what Frank's mindset is. Like, clearly Nancy's being held hostage. The only reason she would not be with me is because other men are preventing her from being with me. And Joe gets defensive, and he's like, well, I, I didn't know what happened. And Ned's like, you were at the party. Like, you knew that Frank took her to a room. So don't give me that bullshit. Like, you knew that she was too drunk to consent to anything that was happening that night. And Carson is like, I'm, I want to, I want to murder him, <laughs> which I love. So they're standing out there talking, and Ned's like, you know, I, I had respect for your brother, and I have zero respect for him now. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing he could do or say at this point that's going to redeem him after what happened. And basically like Carson feels the same way Carson really wants to tear somebody a new one and the thing is that like canonically Carson was a prosecutor before he became a defense attorney so he got friends he can do this he can bury him somewhere in the middle of the woods where nobody's gonna find him legally so after they've talked for a while um and Joe's kind of apologetic on behalf of his brother but not like significantly it's it's like he's embarrassed about what's happening honestly but but he's also just I don't know it's he's been gaslit by Frank too to a degree I would say that Frank gaslit himself but for fuck's sake like he he didn't it's it's really creepy I it is almost as though he was really self-delusional. But anyway, so um, Nancy calls everybody in. And she's like, okay, so I, I need you all to be here for this. And that's like, oh, okay. So Nancy looks at Joe and she says, um, I'm going to send you updates about the baby. I am not going to contact Frank. It's up to you whether you send anything to Frank at this point. But I'm, I'm not going to have any contact with Frank after I leave this room. Period. That's it. And Frank, of course, is like, you know, it's my child. You can't do this. You know, we're, you know, all this stuff. And that's like, this is not your child. This is my child and Nancy's child. Like, you need to stay the fuck away from her. She and I have agreed that we're going to raise this child. You have no say in it, no part in it. You... You are worse than nothing. You're you are absolutely nothing. And if, if I could, I would beat the shit out of you. If I could, then I would go to the cops right now and I would press charges. And the only reason that I haven't done that is because Nancy has said that she doesn't want that. Which, again, kind of feeds back into Frank's bizarre little scenario that he's got going on here where it wasn't right. And Carson's like, and I would happily accompany him. Like, I would make it so that no one need to stand in line to beat your ass. So... Which, Nancy gets to witness this. She gets to see that the two most important men in her life are like, I will defend you to the death against this asshole. So, Nancy says, you know, I'm I'm willing to make this concession. And I don't talk about this in the story, but it's partially like, because she wants to head off Frank saying like, oh, you wouldn't cut me out of his life completely or her. 
out of the child's life completely. And this is the only olive branch that she's ever going to grant for this bullshit. Like, no, I'm I'm not cutting you out. I'm letting Joe have updates about the child. And that's, that's going to be it. Like, take those breadcrumbs because that's all you're getting. That's absolutely all you're getting. Honestly, if it were me, I would be like, no, I'm going to let Ned and Carson murder you. And provide them with an alibi. Like, that's how that's going to go. So, Frank's like, well, you know, when you change your mind about this, and Nancy's like, I'm I'm not going to change my mind. Like, that's not how this is going to happen. We're going to walk out of this room, and that's going to be it. That's it. So, um... Carson gets security to escort Frank and Joe from the premises and says that if they enter again, that they are to be unceremoniously kicked out slash arrested. Nancy has to walk back into the party and knows that everybody around, all their closest friends and family members, including Ned's parents, who, again, they lied to about what had happened, everybody knows now. And so they're all standing around expectantly, and Nancy sits down and looks around at them, and she's clearly been crying, and she says... A few months ago, I was at a party with the two guys who just walked in, and one of them raped me, and then I found out I was pregnant. And then Ned's like, and we decided that we were going to raise the baby. We were basically going to claim ownership of the baby. So everybody around them immediately is like, oh, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And the thing that Carson comes up to them and says to Nancy is there any chance that this is Ned's child? And Nancy says, no. Like, genetically, no. There's absolutely no chance. This is not a situation where she was in a relationship with Ned and then that night with Frank happened. That's not how this is. Like, there's absolutely no chance that, because she had not had sex with Ned at that point. Um, Ned's mother is like, oh, I'm so sorry that, you know, this happened to you, but she doesn't treat Nancy any differently. She doesn't say like, oh, well, clearly you're not going to get married now or anything like that. Like, you know, we're here to celebrate something. And, and so, and Bess is like, I'm so sorry this happened. She said, I did the math and it just didn't add up because I remember Bess was super interested in when Nancy and I were going to finally do it. And Nancy kept saying, oh, well, we haven't done it yet. And so Bess knew like the timing doesn't add up, so, but she also didn't, you know, you don't really want to ask, you don't want to be like, oh, you just didn't feel comfortable telling me that you two had sex, like, two months ago, okay, so, they have their party, um, eventually everybody kind of calms down, and they get back to actually celebrating the engagement, and everything, and they go home after, um, Nancy writes home with her dad, who says, look, you know, you don't have to get married. I just, he, he basically has a conversation with her that he meant to have before he knew. He's like, you don't need to get married if you don't want to. Like, you can stay with me. I, I'm going to support you. It's, it's absolutely everything that Nancy would have needed to hear at that point. And she's already committed to being with Ned, but she really appreciates knowing that basically there's a backup plan. Ned rides back to Nancy's house with Karst, with Hannah, actually. And Hannah's like, I wish I'd known. She's, she feels terrible because, my God, everybody, like, Carson knew them. Hannah knew them. Hannah was like, they've slept in the house before. I, and I just, I misjudged him. And I, I'm, like, beating myself up over it. Before, I just thought that I'd have to tell him to leave. But now if I see him, you can bet I'm going to call the cops. And Ned's like, fuck, yes, you are. Yes. So they get back to Nancy's 
father's house and there's a note on the door and Ned's like of course there fucking is so he pulls the note off the door and he's like Nancy do you want to see it and she's like nope nope not at all don't want to see that at all nope um what it says is basically Frank is saying you know if you change your mind this is I'm going to be at this hotel tonight I would love for you to come over so that we can talk and yeah Ned's also gotten a, a message from his friends because Howie and Mike are still going to be in town tonight. And they're like, if you need us to um, accompany you on anything, we would be happy to, just so you know. Again, be vague for plausible deniability in case the cops pull your records later. So, so Ned's like, um, thanks for the offer. I will let you know, but I'm going to be staying with Nancy tonight um, because Nancy definitely wants Ned to be with her tonight. So, like, they they talk, they have a, a good meal together, they go upstairs, and Ned, like, before he falls asleep with Nancy in his arms, and he thinks about the fact that he's between her and the door, like, he's protecting her, he's protecting the baby from whatever might happen, the pre-baby. And he thinks about Frank alone in his hotel room, just imagining that, you know, Nancy's going to walk up to the door, knock on it, and be like, I've been waiting for you, and that's 100% not going to happen, because Ned is the one who has Nancy in his arms right now. And Ned's the one who has won, basically. And so he falls asleep with that thought. So chapter 11 is the chapter where Nancy and Ned actually get married, yay! And chapter 11 is also the chapter where Ned finally gets to beat the shit out of Frank. So for chapter 11, um, Nancy is gone for an ultrasound and discovered that she is carrying what appears to be a boy. And she's a little bit nervous about that because, of course, yeah, because Frank's a toxic asshole. So she goes to Emerson with Ned's parents and they get to look at the family housing, the little apartment that she and Ned are going to be sharing for his senior year. And it's got two bedrooms and a bathroom and it's already pre-furnished and everything. So they just need to bring the stuff for the baby. And so Edith is like, oh, we can get like some adorable curtains for every year and blah, blah, and just having a ball with it. And Nancy's like, I can't believe that this is actually going to be the place where we start our lives together, like in a positive way, not in a like, oh my God, it's a dorm room, but <laughs> which, because it's, it's going to be like a little bit better than a dorm room. Also, Emerson is a private college, so yeah, it's going to be kind of swanky. Um, now that I think about it, probably they should have lived in a townhouse, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, so she's a little bit nervous about the whole, I'm having a boy that is not genetically Ned's. So they talk about it that night after they get back to Ned's parents' house. And Nancy's like, are you upset about that? And Ned's like, hey, I just, you know, I want the baby to be healthy. That's all. I don't mind, you know, what the ultrasound says. It's fine. So she and Ned have sex that night because Ned's finally found a way where he can do most of the work. But Nancy doesn't freak out. So, yeah, good times. And... Of course, as always, it is deeply satisfying for everybody all around. The night before the wedding, um, Nancy and Ned are spinning apart. Actually, Nancy is spending the night with Bess and George because it'll be her last night as an unmarried woman. And Ned um, drives to a hotel room in town because he has figured out that if anybody is going to do it, Frank is going to come try to disrupt the wedding because of course he is, of course he fucking is. So... 
Ned goes to the door and is like, oh, I'm, you know, he comes up with a, some bullshit excuse like housekeeping or whatever the fuck. And Frank opens the door and Ned like plunges in and is like, hey, thought you'd be here. What, what are you doing here? And Frank basically is like, I'm here to see her. I want to see her. You're keeping her away from me. Like the, the same bullshit that he was spewing before. And Ned's like, no, she's marrying me tomorrow. You need to leave. And Frank's like, no, like, you know, we're meant to be together. This is, you know, it's the night before. This is the grand dramatic gesture. This is the Hail Mary. This is everything. This, It has to work. It just has to work because everything that he's ever been exposed to in his entire life says that this will work. And Ned says, go home. We're done. I'm going to marry her tomorrow and it's over. Walk away. During the conversation, um, Ned says, yeah, you, you two didn't have sex that night. And Frank's like, we did. She gave herself to me and it was beautiful. And Ned punches him in the face because that is exactly not how it happened. And he knows that. He's like, she would have fought you. She would not have been okay with it. She would have not, have not have been comfortable with it. I saw the bruises that you left on her. She fought back. And Frank's like, she was just disoriented. And Ned's like, did you seriously think that if you took her virginity that I would think she was damaged goods and dump her and then you could come up and sweep her up? And Frank's like, I, I wouldn't have done that. And Ned's like, of course you wouldn't have. Of course you wouldn't have. Okay, um, yeah, go home. She's not going to want to talk to you. And Frank's like, you're the one who's been keeping her away from me. And Ned's like, you've known her for how long? If she wanted to talk to you, she would have. That's it. End of story. She would have found a pay phone. She would have found like a, a, a phone somewhere to call you if she wanted to. She would have written you a letter. I've been away at Emerson. I've been away from here entirely. I have not been keeping her captive. So if she wanted to be with you, she'd fucking be with you, asshole. She chose me. So, so they fight. <laughs> of course they fight. Ned, of course, manages to punch him directly in the face a few times because I, the way that I usually write Ned is that he would need this kind of catharsis. Like, he would need this not, not to prove that he's a real man by doing this, but also to kind of prove that, yes, he is a real man by doing this. Like, this, this guy hurt Nancy, who is his best friend who he loves more than anything. And... He deserves to pay for it. I mean, Carson decked him, but that was just the one punch. Like, Ned's got some more power to him, so. So Ned's like, you need to leave here and you need to go to the airport and leave. Like, this is going to be it. So, just know that. Nancy texts Ned and says that she needs him when he's on the way out, so he heads over to where she is. Um, Ned also, because his friends are in town for the wedding anyway, is like, I need you to stay and keep an eye on Frank because I need to know if he comes anywhere near us. And they're like, we're on it. We are ready to beat his ass. So Nancy goes over. Nancy's at Bess and, is hanging out with Bess and George, and so Ned goes over to where she is, and Nancy sent Frank an email that day. Like, it was... It was weighing on her, and she needed to go ahead and get it off her chest. And she says, look, I need you to know that I really cared about you. Like, you were a really good friend to me, and I loved the time that we spent together, and I had genuine feelings for you. But what you've done is destroyed that. 
I'm never going to have feelings for you again because of what you did. That's absolutely never going to happen. You know, that guy that I knew, that guy that, you know, I would joke around with and have fun on cases with, as far as I'm concerned, that guy is gone. Whatever part of him still lives in you, that's the person I'm talking to right now. I don't know that I'm ever going to forgive you for what happened, but the only way that I can possibly start is if you walk away. Do not contact me. Don't come near me. Don't. Don't do this. And that's basically what she said. She's like, this This child that we have, this, this child is Ned's and mine. Like, this, you don't have a say in this. You don't have a part in this. So, basically, that's what she does. And as soon as she sends it, she blocks him on everything because she cannot stand the idea of him replying. Like, she needed to say that, but she also is really disturbed by the idea of having to hear anything that he says back to her. Because, I mean, the... The realization that Ned has when he's in the hotel room, like, basically taking turns beating the shit out of Frank, is that it's like talking to a brick wall. Like, Frank has decided what he believes, and anything that you say that contradicts it has to be a lie. Absolutely has to be a lie. So there's no point in arguing with him. He's not rational. So after Nancy sends that email, she tells George to basically be the intermediary and make sure that Frank has received it because she wants she wants there to be closure on behalf of everybody, basically. So, and she's, in the email, she's like, you've never apologized to me for what happened that night. Like, you haven't even started to acknowledge the fact that what you did was terrible. Like, how on earth could I ever get past it? Because you, you haven't even acknowledged that what you did was wrong. So, so she, um, she's talking to George and Ned comes over and, and Nancy says, I just wanted you to know that I did this. And George is like, I got a message from him if you are if you want me to read it and he says I'm sorry and I love you. And then Ned finds out from his friends that Frank is heading toward the airport. So they're hopeful that that this is it that that he's not going to try anything. He's not going to like burst into the church at you know the nth hour and be like I object to the wedding. It's my baby and all that bullshit. So so they have the wedding. They have the wedding at Carson's church. Actually, Nancy wears a white dress with like some really nice pink roses printed on it. So she doesn't go the traditional route with like the pure white dress. And of course, she's obviously pregnant. So anyway, um, so she looks gorgeous. Of course, they go up and stand in front of the preacher and they exchange their vows. And it's wonderful. They go back to Ned's parents' house to have their reception um, before they leave. Frank manages to get another message to George and is like, has it happened? Like, have they gotten married? And Nancy's like, tell him yes. Tell him it's done. It's over. Like, there there can be no more final, like, yeah, I'm, I'm married to Ned now. Like, we're done. Which, again, it's like the inverse of Rain on a Tin Roof, where it's like, marrying Frank was just the beginning of a series of bad decisions. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, She's hopeful that that's it, that finally they can put this behind them and just move on to their new life together. That's what she's hoping for. So the last chapter is, of course, when everything happens. So for chapter 12, Nancy heads to Emerson to live with Ned. 
during his senior year. She decides that she's going to take classes during the fall semester, but not during the spring semester because she's due at the very beginning of the spring semester anyway, so there's no point. So she takes her classes. Uh, Ned's always really careful to make sure that like she's comfortable getting to and from class. Um, she's still a little bit nervous about will Frank be hanging around, even though they're really hopeful that he won't be, and there's no sign of him hanging around. Um, so yeah, the first time the Omega House has a party, of course, since Ned's the president, like he's expected to put an appearance in, so he, he goes and he's like, are you okay? Are you going to be okay here without me? And Nancy's like, yeah, so he goes to the party and he gets a little bit drunk and um, Nancy calls him and she's like, you know, are you doing okay? And Ned's like, you know, you're welcome to come to the party if you'd like to. Like, no one would expect her to drink or anything. So she comes into the party and everybody's like, oh my God, hey, and they're so excited to see her. And they're like, you know, you just got married and they're congratulating her and everything. And so she goes around the party and has a good time, like saying hi to everybody. And then she goes and curls up on the bed that she stayed in when she was hanging out the night after and the the guest suite that they keep on the ground floor and that's where Ned finds her like curled up asleep because she was so exhausted and he's like hey baby it's you know it's time for us to go home so he takes her home and he just thinks about how much that everything has changed since all this began like he's incredibly happy to be married to her and he's incredibly happy that he's able to spend this time with her. But he's also really aware of everything that she's going through. Because it's, it's tough. It's tough for her to be pregnant and going through all this. So um, the girls in the Theta house decide they're going to throw a shower for Nancy for baby stuff. So um, Nancy and Ned get all sorts of good things for their apartment so that they can have like you know diapers and wipes and onesies and everything like a little wildcat onesie because of course Emerson they're like oh my god we'd love to babysit and everybody's so excited about everything so um, they celebrate Christmas um, they don't want to stay too far from a hospital of course because Nancy's due date is so close and Nancy's due date comes and goes and she hasn't gone into labor yet and she's really nervous and she starts getting convinced that something terrible is going to happen because she's like that comes and goes during her pregnancy like she's like you know something's going to go bad something's going to go wrong she feels bad about thinking earlier on that you know if if she would just miscarry that everything would be fine so she's got she's got a lot emotionally tied up in her pregnancy and so she she talks to Ned and she's like I need you to promise me that that if I die in childbirth, like, you will, you'll still raise this child and love him, and that's like, you're not gonna die, like, oh, honey, you're not gonna die, Nancy's like, promise me, and that's like, you're not gonna die, I'm, I'm, I will love that baby, it's fine, I'm gonna love the baby regardless of anything, but you're gonna be fine, so finally, Nancy goes into labor, um, she's in Emersonville at the time, of course, so, she gets, she goes to the hospital, and they call everybody, absolutely everybody, uh, she goes into labor, finally she gives birth to a little boy, and she names him Adam, um, nothing bad happens during the, the labor or delivery or anything, it, she's just in labor for quite a long time, and she's exhausted and everything, and just beside herself, so, but the baby's born, and he's perfect, and the thing is that because Frank and Ned look similar enough, like, nobody's ever going to question, and nobody outside that 
the party knows. Nobody outside the engagement party knows about the parentage situation. Like, everybody at Emerson, other than Ned's closest friends, completely accept that he's the father. So... So she has her baby. Um, They go back to their place, and Edith stays with them to help Nancy out during the first few weeks so that, you know, she can actually rest occasionally and teach her how to handle everything. And then she goes home, and Nancy and Ned are left with Adam, who is tiny. And then it's Valentine's Day, and it's the first Valentine's Day that they'll be celebrating since they got married. And so they decide they're going to get each other presents and they're going to, you know, make it a nice one. Also, the girls at the Theta house are like, oh, we'd love to babysit Adam for the night, you know, so you, you two can have a romantic dinner and everything. And there's going to be a dance at Emerson. And so, yeah, so Nancy goes dress shopping. And of course, she has not at all lost her baby weight. And so she feels self-conscious about that. And that's like, you just had a baby, like, don't be upset about it. You're, you know, he's not judging her at all for not looking the way she did before she got pregnant. So she finds a dress that she feels comfortable wearing, and they go to the dance together, and they have a great time. They go pick up Adam, who, of course, is upset to be with somebody other than his parents, and then, of course, as soon as they pick him up, like, Adam, as soon as Ned has picked him up, is, is like, cooing at him and everything, and the girls are like, oh, my God, he's so sweet, he's so sweet, so... And that's the thing, like, Ned 100% treats Adam as though Adam is his child, because to him, Adam is his child. Ned doesn't ever think about, you know, the biological circumstances. Absolutely doesn't. Like, that never enters his head. That never colors the way that he interacts with Adam. And Nancy looks at him, and she's like, yeah, this... It's weird because she knows everything, but she also sees Ned interacting with Adam, and it's just, it, it melts her. She's like, this, you know, he's absolutely the best father that I could possibly have asked for for this child. Absolutely. So. So they actually go out on Valentine's Day. They have a really nice dinner, um, and then they come back to the apartment, and they exchange their gifts. And so Nancy had a ring made with both of their thumbprints for Ned to wear which Ned thinks is fantastic. And Ned had a watercolor painting done of them on their wedding day. Like, he took it from one of the pictures that was taken on their wedding day of them standing in front of the church in their, in the outfits that they wore for their wedding. And Nancy's like, this is so beautiful. And it's really nice. And of course, they go to bed and have the limited amount of sex that you can have when you aren't even quite six weeks out from delivering a baby. So... It's still good, though. Just understand that. Um, For the next part, it's Ned's graduation day. So Ned is finally graduating from Emerson, which is always is hilarious because in the books, remember, canonically, he's never graduated from Emerson. <laughs> it's never going to happen for him. <laughs> they keep changing the requirements. Um, So Nancy gets up that day, gets Adam ready, puts him in, like, tiny little khakis and a little, like, collared shirt so that he can go see his dad graduate from college so they're out there cheering for him like Ned's family is there Nancy's father is there everybody's there to see Ned graduate and of course Adam's sitting on her lap to watch Ned graduate and that's how it ends with them at the beginning of the rest of their lives together so they're going to be moving back to Chicago together and they have their child and 
there's been absolutely no sign from Frank. Um, when Nancy has Adam in the hospital, um, and George is there, Nancy's like, okay, so you, it's, I'm leaving it up to you to contact Joe. And George is like, please understand that I'm doing this because I love you, but I hate, I hate knowing that I'm passing information along to him so that Frank can see it. Like, I I would love to be taken off this detail, but I'm taking this one for the team because I understand how difficult it is for you to do it. Like, everybody fucking hates what happened to Nancy and what provoked this. So, and honestly, Joe didn't do it. And Joe keeps saying like, oh, I had no idea what happened. I, you know, I would never have allowed this if I'd known what had happened and everybody's like but you did though you you allowed it you you know even if you weren't in the room like yeah because Ned says several times like if I had been at that party if anybody who any of my fraternity brothers had been at that party that would never have happened to you like everybody here would have had an eye on you like no one would have let anything like that happen to you and he feels bad about that and it's the thing is that because Nancy is such a strong character that the idea that she could be in a situation where she couldn't defend herself because that's what happened, like that she would need some guy around her to defend her, like it's it's really grating, but it's also that all the all the men in her life, if they could have, other than of course the jackasses who were at that party, would have done it, like would have stepped in to help her because because they're decent, upstanding human beings, basically. There's a lot in this story about um, Nancy bonding with women because of what she's been through. She bonds with Ned a lot during the story, of course, because he's very sympathetic and understanding and wants to support her in any way he can. And while he desperately wants her to follow a police report, he also understands that it would be deeply upsetting for her to do that. They do have a conversation after Adam's born, where they're like, Nancy says to Ned, you probably would be fine with us just never telling him. And Ned's like, well, we don't have to worry about it for a few years. Like, he can't even speak English yet. But the thing is that, like, the longer it's kept from him, the more a betrayal it would become. And there's also, of course, the other shoe that's just hanging there to drop that if they don't tell him, Frank will find a way to tell him. Because that's the thing that happens in Rain on a Tin Roof. Like, later on in the series, when Sam knows for sure that, yeah, her mother basically cheated on Ned, and that's how she became pregnant with her. And then Nancy got with Ned before she'd ever divorced Frank. Like, there's a lot of betrayal in that. And so with Adam, like, they've got to be careful because they need to tell him once it's, he's at an appropriate age to understand, but he's also going to be curious. So it's kind of difficult. It's just kind of difficult. It's not as easy as Nancy being like, well, Frank's your dad now. Or Frank is never, ever going to be your dad now. Like, that's not how that's going to work. So so it's tricky. It is. It's tricky. And like she said, it would be, it would have been easier if she had just miscarried, but then she sees Adam and like, she absolutely loves him with her entire heart. So, and so does Ned. Ned absolutely loves Adam with his entire heart. So, and that's the end of someone else's arms. There are a few follow-up stories, but this is the, the main event. So 
And that means for season six, we will be back with Macy Drew mystery stories back in just after the World War II period, I believe. We're going to be either right at the end of or right after World War II when we return to the Macy Drew actual canon for season six. So I hope you've enjoyed the fanfic season. We may repeat it later. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I still haven't done the boyfriend experience, which is going to be a fun ride for all of us. Pun absolutely intended. So in the meantime, stay sleuthy, my friends.